everybody. This is Alternate Take. I am your host, Danny Rodriguez. Welcome back to the show. On this episode, we went back into the octagon, like we always do, and it was a blast, dude. We had UFC Cutman, Brad Tate. Now, Brad Tate is a direct protege of one of our former guests and podcast regulars, Rudy Hernandez. And Rudy's like the goat of Cutman, so to have Brad on the show so we can talk shit about Rudy was a great time, man. Uh... Brad's a beast, man. You guys have seen him a lot under the UFC fights. He's getting hugged by Charles Oliveira. He's putting Vaseline on little kids' faces. He's a beast, man. He's a fan favorite, and it was an honor to talk to him, dude. So without further ado, I bring to you UFC cut man, Brad Tate. Alternate take, listeners. What's up, everybody? We're back, and we brought you guys one of the best cut men in the world, Brad Tate. What's up, man? What's good, fellas? How y'all doing? <laughs> Dude, it's good to see you, man. I, I know we've been talking about getting this going for a while, and uh, uh, Rudy hooked me up with you, man, and it's uh, it's good to see you, brother. How's everything going? So far, man, so far, so good. Blessed, just enjoying life, man, and, and, and having a good time with everything. Fuck yeah, <clears> man. So, dude, I, I do this with uh, every one of our, uh, our guests. I always like to start from the beginning, dude, the humble beginnings of Brad Tate. So I want to know your childhood, man, where you grew up, and all that good stuff, man. Let's start from there. Bro, I grew up in a, in a, I grew up in Central Texas in a small town. Uh, like pretty much for all of us, like you know, Texas is so big. But like, yeah, I grew up in a small town, man. Very humble beginnings. Grandfather was like wise, dad, uh, mom. You know, small community, small small town boy living out his dreams right now. To be honest with you, so you know, I can't be like the 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 rags of riches. Like you know, it it was what it was. So you know, very small. Everybody knew everybody. Everybody watched everybody. Uh, you know, actually had to drive twelve miles to the closest Walmart and stuff like that. So it was it was small, bro. Like in, in the state of Texas, it was definitely some small towns. Like people from Texas will understand that. Like you know, counties and and how we grew up. So that's kind of how that worked. Damn, dude, that's great. You know, we had on. It reminds me of uh, Booby Miles. We had him on the podcast, and the same thing. Oh, from town. from from uh, from uh, Love It. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, we had the legit OG Booby Miles, man. It was it was Friday wild. Night Lights. Okay. Yeah. So was that was it like that for you? Did you play sports, and was it like small town atmosphere? That kind of same thing. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like it was definitely like that. Uh, but once again, like I said, yeah, that's exactly how it is. Precisely. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Damn, that's crazy, man. What sports did you play when you're when you were a kid? Uh, I played uh football. I love football. Like I actually got to go to college and play some football. Uh played basketball. I was good at rebounding, but I was never good at shooting. Did some track, like you know, the 400, but that was it, man. Like I and um tried some baseball, but you know, football was pretty much the thing that I liked the most and that I enjoyed. Like I really didn't even find out into MMA until I was like in my 20s. You know, I definitely watched UFC one. And I watched it, but to be honest, like when I first watched it, I was like, mm, I really wasn't a fan of it. <clears throat> and then uh, fast forward, like I started meeting a bunch of the guys and, and, and looking after them. And then it was like, oh, sh- OK, like this is kind of fun. And you would go there and then it just slowly like grew where I just really started enjoying the sport and just enjoying the people that do it. Wow. So what, what did you uh, what did you do before uh, entering the MMA business? <clears throat> well, I mean, still like, you know, I'm dude, I'm a jack of all trades, a master of none, to be honest with you. So uh, I was a firefighter paramedic in New Mexico, uh, worked for Southwest Airlines, started a trucking company, 
you know, and then uh, do the UFC and stuff like that. So, like, I do a lot of things, man. I really don't have as much downtime as I would like, but I like staying busy, you know. Keep, I don't like grass to run on my feet. But uh, that's kind of what kind of took me into the MMA world is, <clears throat> you know, the paramedic side of it. But I was like, I don't want to get punched in the face. So I was like, what can I do that I can still be a part of the show without, you know, getting punched in the face? And I was like, man, cut, man, that sounds good. Let's stop bleeding. I know paramedic stuff. Like, it, it, it felt like it worked. And, and that's, you know, I want to say the rest is history, you know? Right, right. When you when you started, uh, like, at least thinking about being a cut, man, what was, like, your your first steps? Because that sounds like a, a tough business to crack. Like, what, did you have... Did you have a get welcome with open arms type experience or did you really have to prove yourself to try to crack yourself into that business? Well, to be like, first of all, man, like I'll tell anybody like, you know, like there's so many things that growing up you hear, like, you know, do something you love. You'll never work again, which that's how I really feel about being a cut man. Like, I feel like it's just fun. It's not work. But to do it, man, when people ask me about it, like, oh, man, I want to be a cut man. I'm like, well, would you do it for free? You know, and then I asked, like, well, would you pay somebody to do it? Because the steps to doing this, man, is like you go to the gyms, you know, and of course, you know, boxing, like you go to the gyms and kind of hang out in the gyms and then you kind of ask fighters. And of course, they're like, man, like, oh, I'm good. But you got to show up with gauze and tape and you got to keep like, hey, man, let me wrap your hands. Like, how can I wrap your hands? Well, first thing was like trying to learn how to wrap hands, <clears throat> you know, like really like. It's funny, like, all these people know how to wrap hands, but when I was trying to become a cut man, like, nobody knew how to wrap hands. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I kind of started learning. Like, uh, Mike Winklejong took me in and set me down and showed me a couple of things. Uh, Trevor Whitman helped me. Bob Ware helped me. Rudy Hernandez, Rob Monroe, and Don House. So, like, and each one of these guys showed me something different. And I'll be honest with you, bro. I, I was dumb. Like, I couldn't figure it out because, like, it was a lot of twists, go back and forth. And I was like, ah, this doesn't look right. So I recorded and do that, and then I would go and practice. Uh, and then being in New Mexico, uh, Melvin Gillard was, like, the first guy that I would go to Jackson's, and he, like, he had, like, rough hands, and he was like, hey, man, like, I was like, can I wrap your hands? And he was like, sure. So we kind of, like, started a thing where, like, I would actually wrap his hands, and then he would fight, and at that time, Melvin was on a hot streak. And, uh, you know, like, he was asking Burt Watson at the time, like, hey, man, I want my guy to wrap my hands. And, of course, Burt was like, man, I know that motherfucker. Like, all right, yo, yo, you know, and then he would get me in the back, and you know, and then I, I was like that pestering person, man. It just would not go away. Just like, come on, man. Come on. Give me a chance. Like, even like I said, when I meet Rudy, you know, like I was talking shit to Rudy and he's like, God, fuck, who the fuck is this guy? Like, like, come on, Rudy, man. You know, like I was like, motherfucker, like I was best friends with Rudy before he was even friends with me. I'm like, yo, this is my best friend. And like, who the fuck is this guy? You know? So, and he'll tell you that. Like the first time I met Rudy, he was like, man, what the fuck? Like, bro, I don't know you. But I just wore I just wore on him, you know. I just was like stuck to him, and he finally was like, "All right, man, like you know, if you're gonna be around, let me teach you some stuff." So, Rudy was the guy that kind of first started helping me, you know, to get in there and, and do it. Yeah, dude, Rudy is probably the most down earth guy I've ever met in my life, man. He does not give one fuck. He says the truth twenty four seven. It's never to hurt your feelings. It's just, you know, it's like a it's a cheesy ass like a Jordan Peterson quote, but like he's willing to sacrifice short-term conflict for long-term peace in other words he'll say whatever he has to say right up front because it's going to make us friends in the end so right, why, right. why fuck around and i've always i've always respected that about rudy man i've, I've uh, known him for a long time and uh it's uh it's crazy we've had him on the podcast like four times now and uh he introduced me to you man and dude like i mean he's an absolute legend dude we're talking like you know i, love rudy. I tell rudy all the time like bro you'd be a multi-millionaire if you shut the fuck up like <laughs> he is the worst at just like Rudy just can't stop, get out of Rudy's way. But you love that about him. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, the guy literally just, he's like, 
he has one speed and one way, and that's his way. And you're not going to convince Rudy, man. Like, we've had – when I tell people, like, Rudy and I have had three- to four-month arguments, you know, <laughs> where it's just like, like, bro, like – and at this point, I'm like, Rudy, I don't even want to talk about this shit no more. And he's just like, no, fuck that. Like, like convince me. And I'm like, I'm not going to be able to convince you because you don't think it. So we just, like – and. We'll leave that shit alone, and then again, like in two or three weeks, it'll pop back up. Like you fucking dumbass. I'm like, dude, like that's just us. But if I ever needed that guy, bro, like man, he would do anything for me, and and vice versa. And that's what I love about Rudy. Like I don't have to wonder if Rudy has my back because I know he does. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. I was in, I was going to mention that is how 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 important was that for you entering this business? I mean, it sounds like a very hard click to get into, and then you have someone like Rudy who's straight shooter just tells you tells you like it is but always has your back and considering the history he's been through you know with his brother Janelle Chicanito yeah. and um in this background in boxing you know he's training a bunch of you know amazing fighters you know how clutch was that to enter a business like this and this guy already has your back well I didn't know the legend of Rudy for a long time you know and then I'll be honest with you I was in um I was in the gym at uh uh I was in Mayweather's gym and Mayweather was training and, you know, he was, he was, uh, he was, he was sparring or getting ready for a fight. And, and, you know, I was there with Bob and, and, and Rudy walks in with me and like, of course, like, I'm looking at Rudy, like, oh, the fuck is, like, what the fuck is, the fuck is Rudy? And I'm introducing Rudy to these fuckers that already know him, you know? <laughs> and then like, that's the dumbass that I am, right? Like, oh, it's Rudy. Like, oh, I fucking know who Rudy is, you know? And then like Floyd, in the middle of what he's doing, stops and acknowledges Rudy. So I'm like, like, man, who the fuck are you? Like, you know, and then like Rudy starts to tell me, I'm like, oh shit, like, how dumb am I? Like, that's the thing. Like, even when I'm in the room with those guys, man, and they're talking about boxing, and I'm like looking at YouTube, but like, they just know all these fights. And I'm just like, uh, I'm new to the game, you know? And I'll be honest with you, if I'm talking to you about boxing, it's something that House Rudy or Rob has told me about, you know? And I'm just like, damn, I'm like, okay. So like, Rudy really knows his stuff. The problem is Rudy knows he knows his stuff, you know, like, and that's, that's the shit that like be fucking him up all the time. Like, yo, bro, you always want to be right. But that's the thing that I love about him. You know, it's so, like, even like when I was getting into the cut man thing, like Bert literally was like, Rudy, this is your issue. Like, this is your guy. Take care of man. Rudy like shared knowledge with me, bro. Like he literally was like, okay, no dumbass, you're doing this wrong. Okay. Dumbass don't do this. And, and stuff in the paramedic world, I was like, oh, and then like when I came to the Cutman world, we was like, no, we do this, this, and this works, this, and then he really helped me. And like, I want to like even tell you, like, bro, like, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for your Rudy's, your Robs, and your Houses. Like, those guys really like truly did not see a threat. They were like, hey, man, yeah, fuck it. And and I hope we all have that approach, man. Like with with them, like it's 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 not competitive, man. We really are just all in there to have a good time and make sure we all get paid and we all take care of each other and we help the fighter. So, like, it really is a family click, man, and it's fun as hell. Like, it, the same way we were at breakfast in uh, Anaheim, bro, that's how we were in the Cutman room. I mean, from the moment we get there to all of us get together, it's shit-talking, and it's nonstop, bro. It's, you know, like, I mean, we greet each other with a fuck you. Like, that's, like, man, like, fuck, you still in here? Like, it's just... And it just, it's crazy. But then the next day, like, Rudy picks on and takes you to the airport. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, bro, it, it's it's like Stockholm Syndrome. Like, I wouldn't know how to act if Rudy was nice to me. Like, if Rudy came in and was like, hey, brother, how you doing? Like, yo, we go, like, is everything good? But that's just how we are, man. But we're just down for each other, bro. We're just really, truly down for each other. And we enjoy the stories. And 
you know, that we repeat the stories and shit. I mean, I've heard every story in that cut man room four or five times, but it's still like every time you hear it, you just laugh because it's the shit is still funny after years and years, man. Just reminiscing the dumb shit that we've done to each other. I love it, man. And I think when you have that atmosphere too, like when you have the whole shit talking atmosphere, dude, it, it makes you relaxed. It makes you comfortable and it makes you confident, man. Cause um, it seems like you carry that energy into it when you're even doing it with the fighters, man. I've seen videos of you before the fights where you're, you're with DC, you're with uh, Oliveri, with all these guys and you're wrapping their hands. And it's like that same energy you just had with Rudy and all the rest of the guys goes into with them and, and they love you for it. I mean, I've seen countless people, you know, tell you the most praise about you dc like i said all these fighters are always like brad tate's my guy so like uh how important was that to you when you're doing that like that you carry that same energy when you're wrapping their hands oh bro again like i love it like because when you're going first of all man it's it's fun when you get like from like starting years ago to just being there to like when you get a guy to request you and then that guy wins and then is that guy winning like you look at him and he gives you like it's fucked up man it's kind of like getting glamoured you know like yo you're my guy <laughs> You know, like, it, it, I'm sorry, bro. Like, it really is, bro. Like, it, it's the funniest shit ever. Like, this fucking mind trip that you're on when you're in there. You're like, like, yo, bro. And then the guys, like, look at you, man. They're like, hey. And, you know, like, you only in there for, like, a, a 20 or 30 minutes with them. And then, like, they fight. They win. And they come back. And then you go back after they fight in a couple of months. They see you. get like, hey, man, everything good with you? Yo, bro, how's the family? Like, bro, it's the amazing thing, you know, like. Like it just it's it's so much fun like interacting with the fighters, bro, because they they really are professionals and they're fun. Like, yeah, they go out there and they kick ass, but before they get in that octagon, man, they're human beings and you know, like, yeah, man, I just had a wife. Oh my god, I got the kid. How's the baby? Is the baby walking? You know, and, and you catch up. It's like going to a fucking family reunion every three months when you see them. Like, man, what's up with you? Like, okay, you good? Okay. You know, and 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 it really is like you get to see the true side of them, man, from when they're happy, from winning to defeat. Like, you know, like, that shit is all pure and all genuine in the back, man, when you see these guys, man. Like, you might see a guy whose hand you wrapped and he loses and he just looks at you like, man, I let you down. Like, that's the part that, like, is amazing to me where you feel like, I'm in the team. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it really is a cool feeling, bro. Like, it really is. I can't explain it to you. Like, when you sit down with these guys and just they let you wrap their hands, then you work with them in the corner. And, and it's just, it's a pleasure. It's so much fun. The yeah. energy and everything. It's it's very apparent you have that energy too, man, because it's noticeable through the screen, man. Like we saw with the last uh with the last championship fight with Oliveira and Poirier. I mean, he's he's picking you up right away, dude. And everyone's going, right. you know, like it's fun to see as a fan because you're like, I don't know what relationship those two guys have, but it's right. fucking pure. You can see it on the screen that it's that's that's not a planned thing, it's just a beautiful right. thing. You know, and I think seeing that, and I think um I even saw a video of you doing like Vaseline for one of the young kids, you know, like Putting vaccine. Yeah. That's a beautiful shit, man. I love that. Again, like I said, man, with me, like, I'm a lot like Rudy. Like, I'm very genuine. Like, the Oliveira thing was amazing. And it wasn't planned, but, like, man, that dude is amazing. Like, he's – but so is Dustin. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, 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 it's crazy because you see a Dustin and you're like, man, like, how you doing? How's the family, bro? Like, you know, and then you see him. And that's why, like, when guys are like, who's your favorite fighter? I'm like, bro, they all are. Like, man, like, because, like, <laughs> I don't get into the combative part of it. You see what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't be like, well, I like him, so I can't talk to you. And I like him, but like, I'm like, bro, like, man, how are you guys doing? Like, this is your sport. This is what you do, you know? And you learn a lot of that from like NFL players. Like, um, when like these guys compete on Sunday, but then like in the offseason, they're all down here working out together. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, so 
fighting is what they do. It's not who they are. And, and that's the part that, you know, like, even like that, like, so, you know, like, I wish them all healthiness and I wish them all happiness. And like, you know, it sucks because they can only be one chap, but man, I'm pulling for Charles. I'm pulling for uh, Dust. I'm pulling for all these guys because they're, they're, they're gladiators. And so that, that's the thing. Then you take like the kids and the fans, like, man, the fans are amazing. Like when we had those sports and we had them without fans, you know, and sometimes even I'm kind of crazy because you take the fans for granted, but when they started bringing the fans back, man, the energy, and then you see these guys put on a show for the fans and, and like the fans are like, I'm still shocked when like, Hey, Tate, I'm like, okay. Like, you know, like, all right. And like, once I put the grease on a little kid, man, it was just like, like, really? I mean, okay. Okay. But like, you know, really like, and, and, and you do, and it's not like I'm trying to ham it up and oh, I'm doing it for the likes. I'm doing, Bro, I'm just like, man, like, I, I'm a Southern boy. So I enjoy that moment when you get to chop it up with people. And they're like, oh, hey, what's up? Like, by no means do I feel like I'm a celebrity or I'm a superstar. Like, I like people. So when I can sit there and shoot the shit with people, man, and they're like, oh, yeah. and I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I, I, I enjoy that. Like, you know, like, it, it just, what's not to like about people, to be honest with you, you know, from all different walks of life and everything, man. Like, and you can learn anything from anybody. So, that's what that's my motto and that's how I operate, bro. I really, really, really enjoy the fans. I enjoy the sport and I enjoy it, man. I just enjoy myself. You know, I'm there to have a good time just like the fans are and the fighters are. That's the shit, man. And I'm, and I'm telling you, man, you just being yourself and doing that, it, it makes a fan's day bigger than you think. Like you're just having, you know, you're just being Brad Tate. But to that little kid, you're like, fuck, dude, you're going to talk about that for the next 20 years. You know, that's on video. so that's, you know, it's bigger than what you think. And it's, uh, it's appreciated, man. All the fans, all the fans enjoy it. Um, right. what do you think the UFC does better than other sports? Cause I know you mentioned like just a little bit before we're like, you know, football when it's on the off season, you know, they all work out together. Um, the UFC over the last 10 years has been, in my opinion, been kicking everyone's fucking ass because there's no oh. drama involved. It's just pure entertainment and, you know, being able to shake the fighter's hand at the end of the fight. It's just beautiful, man. People like it more than other sports. I do. Um, what do you think he does even better than boxing or just other sports in general? For me, man, what I like about the UFC is like the UFC that makes it special for me is like we're all just average. Like you take a football player, bro. Like I'm, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I'm not, please don't, I'm not saying that like, but you look at Charles's story, you know, from his uh, humble beginnings to where he's is now. And, you know, you look at a, 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 a NFL superstar or, or a, or a, um, uh, a NBA player or they like these people, you know, MMA fighters, I feel, bro. And, and, and this is, I mean, bear with me because I'm trying to like say it the right way, but like they're given that golden ticket. They bust their butt and success happens, you know, um, you have to want to do it like an NFL player, bro. Like, God bless you to be 6'6", 305 with 8% body fat and can run a fourth, whatever it is. You know, MMA to me is like, you know, a guy with a lot of heart. You know what I'm saying? It's like the ultimate Rocky story. Like, bro, you got a lot of heart. You're in there and, you know, just keep moving forward. You know, that's not always the case in basketball or these other sports, man. Some of that's got to be um, uh, some of his talent. 
you know, but some of it is God ability too, you know, like same thing. So even with the fighters, like a lot of these fighters, man, that's what's so crazy about it. When you see these fans are like, man, that guy just looks like an average person. Well, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he is, but he's the best fighter in the world, but he's a 160 pound guy just walking around a 155 pound guy, you know, but you know, an NFL player, like guys like you know, something special about him. Like, man, okay, that guy, you know what I'm saying? But, I think that's what I like about it. You know, like I can tell a kid that's in, in school, like, hey, man, if you train jujitsu and learn your craft and work hard and put the hours in, this might be obtainable. You know, I can't tell a kid that's 5'4", you know, to stop growing, like, hey, yo, you can work hard and, and be, you know, there's no Rudy's in the NFL, but there's a lot of Rudy's in the MMA. You're right, right, exactly. And I, I think that's so true, dude. Like I just saw an interview with uh, the dude who won the Heisman in college football, and he was like, you know, everyone's always doubted me my whole life and this, this, and this. And I was like, you went to Alabama and you went to the number one high school in, in football for, I don't know why you're, no one's ever doubted you, man. <laughs> like, it's not like, like, I'm sure that's in your head and you think that because it helps you work harder and that's great. But like, that's not the case. Like you've been a superstar since you were a kid and everyone's known that. I swear UFC, it could be fucking anybody, man. It could be a guy who just quit his job at 30 and is like, this is my dream. I'm in and balls to the wall and let's, and let's see what happens, man. And you're right, dude. That's my favorite part about it. Yeah, and that's what I'm telling you, like, man, like, guys in MMA that have quit their jobs and banked all in and went to these planes and slept in their cars, and and I'm not telling you that that's not happening in the NFL, okay? Like, that's not what I'm telling you. But I'm just telling you is, like, those guys in the NFL, you know, like, it's a lot, man. It's luck. It's talent. It's, it's, it's Somebody's got to believe in you. And, and it's a lot of things got to line up for these guys to have successful careers. So by no means am I telling my – guys that I know in the NFL, like, hey, man, God did this, you got lucky. Like, they work hard, I see it. But I'm saying, like, that that MMA fighter, bro, is just like, bro, that dude shows up with a mouthpiece and a strong chin and a lot of work ethic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. And if things line up right, guess what? It can happen. But it's just like, again, you see these guys, and I, I know they're putting in the work, and, and, and that is, but I just, you know, Rudy was able to play at Notre Dame. He got on. Like, everybody knows Rudy, but you know, I think a lot of Rudy's can be in the NFL. I think there's a lot of Rudy. I'm sorry. I think there's a lot of Rudy's in MMA. Guys are just, hey man, like, you know, I'm all in on this, and they busted their ass, and they sold in, and they believed in themselves, and they and they did it. And, but in the NFL, bro, like, I mean, <laughs> yo, once you get to a certain level, you better be a certain height, certain weight, certain speed, and, and a certain age group. Because if you ain't, you're not gonna be in the NFL. Yeah, you know? 100, man. I totally agree. Now, Same thing in the NBA, you know, like, I mean, yeah, you can be great and you see all these guys that are there. And, but if you're not a certain height and certain this, like, I'm sorry, like, the Los Angeles Lakers are not going to be beating down your door to be like, hey, man, I want to give you a tryout. That's not going to happen. That's what I'm saying, man. You go down to a uh, Pico Rivera Park, man, you'll see some five foot seven Mexicans with some with some with some shots, man. But we ain't going to the league. <laughs> it just is what it is. We can drop buckets, but we ain't going to no league, man. It, you're right. It just at some point, you know, you got to be tall enough. But uh. That being said, man, if you know of all those warriors that you that you've been a part of, uh, what have been your your favorite fights to witness so far? I mean, I know it's hard to pick off the top of the head, but if there's any that you were a part of, maybe there's a nasty cut you had to attend to, or Bro, some, some fond memory that you have. You're like, fuck, that one always sticks to me. That question gets asked so many times, and man, like the UFC is so cool that man, like you can never it's it's a fight, so you don't know. Like, that's the best thing about the business, bro. Like, I can do 100 fights, and no fight is the same. I can watch a fighter fight 
10 times and that something it never is the same i'm like damn okay this guy's gonna come out and do this and then he comes out and does this and you're like oh so i just remember like statements like i remember the first time we went to canada shit was for now like i remember the first time connor you know when the hype with Connor and he came out for the title fight, I remember the energy there. I remember when we went to Jacksonville and the fans were first back after COVID. Oh, you shit. know, I remember my first time in Brazil. Like, I remember those moments. You know what I'm saying? Interacting with the fans and just like, holy shit! Like they are. This is crazy. But then, you know, I remember John Jones winning the title. You know, I remember Rashad, the first time ever meeting Rashad and him beating Force. I remember that. You know, I remember that kind of stuff. Uh, and, and, and that's the thing that I really can say I remember, you know, like as far as cuts, man, like you do remember some cuts, but it's not like you're like, oh, like, like it's like, bro, I just remember the energy. I'm like, all right, you know, and I remember when I didn't do things right, you know, because my friend Rudy will definitely be like, oh, dumbass, hey, you didn't do this. Or, you know, <laughs> but like me, man, I'm just I'm just enjoying that moment. Like, yo, okay. Like, and then it's crazy, like when you see something and they're like, oh yeah, I was there. I remember that. Like, oh. You know, but that's the part that I remember. The fans, the crowds, the cities that you go to, like which city has the craziest fans. It's like Nashville, those fuckers said the funniest stuff, bro. I was in there cracking up. <laughs> you know. Like I remember even like being at the apex and those fans say something and you can hear everything and her being laughing. Or, like, I remember those things, man. Like just, oh man, I was there for that. Like, you know, like, or you see somebody and go, man, you, yeah, I was there. Like, you know, like when Connor did his thing and like, yeah, I was there. Like, what was that like when Khabib jumped over the cage? Like, yeah, I remember. That. I don't remember the fight, but I was like, I was there for that. Yeah, yeah that was that was insane. So, right, that's the remember like flying into a city and oh man okay this is a beautiful place and this was an event you know i, I remember that. i remember the fans there for that i love that man does it ever uh like dawn on you that like right now you're like the you're kind of you're like the younger one of all the cut man and yeah. like you're like the the younger brother to all these guys and then one day you're going to be the big brother to the next right. generation right. of cut man do you uh how do you anticipate that role coming on later like do you have any advice for young cut have you ever been asked by people trying to get into the business like what's your take on how to or your best advice to give to someone like that? I get asked about that, man. And there's no easy answer because like, it's not like it's, it's, it's tough, man, because guys want to do this. And, and it's, it, it, and I'm not like, like selfish. Like I don't want guys to do it, but like, man, it's a long road. Like you got to understand, like, bro, this is not backbreaking labor. So, you know, God willing, I'm going to be here for a minute. Just like Rudy, Rudy still probably got 20 years left, you know, house, you know, like, so that's the thing. It's kind of like, <laughs> it's like going to school and being the kicker. Well, <laughs> goddamn, the kickers in football don't like, they don't get hit. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so I'm like, bro, like you got to wait for one of us to like die off or like not want to work, you know? So like, it, it sucks when you're like telling that and there's only problems, you know? So it's like, um. You know, but there's other promotions and everybody's looking at it. But I'm like, man, like, you got to get in there and just spend that time in the gym. And and if you're not into this and, and if you're not willing to take 10, 15, 20 years, bro, like, this is because it's not going to happen overnight. Like, it's just not. It's not something that you're going to be like, man, I want to be a cut man. And then you go and do a year at the gym and then you come in and you make all the connections. Like, hey, I want to do this. Like, it doesn't. It just doesn't. It doesn't work that way. You know, like a lot of stuff had to align for me to be here. Like a lot, like it really did. Like, um, 
like I came on when I first was first coming around. You had Rudy, you had House, you had uh, Rob, you had uh, Leon Tubbs, Tabs, and uh, you had Ted Lucio, and 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 uh, and you had um, I think Stitch, right? Well, Stitch is no so that was the file. Like, and I'm not, I'm odd man out. And then you got like Stitch for un- reasons. He's no longer with them, and then Leon Tabs died. You know what I'm saying? And then um, uh, COVID, where like I was in a great location living in Vegas, so we did a lot of shows there. And it was like we're not gonna fly guys in. You know what I'm saying? And then Burt Watson leaves, and bro, it's 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 a lot of stuff that goes into it. You know, and and, and like so like it's a very arduous journey, man. Like, I mean, so like guys that want to do this, you got to understand like, Hey, you're going to be doing a cut man and not getting the praise, not being at the shows for 10 to 15 years. Like you look at boxing. I mean, how many cut men are there in boxing? Very few. Yeah. And like, even me working for the UFC, I literally can't break into boxing. Like I would want to, you know what I'm saying? Cause I still got to wait my turn. You know, like somebody's got to, you know, one of those old lines has either got to die off you know, because you, I'm not, trust me, I'm not going to upseat them. Like, one of those guys has got to fall off, and then, you know, somebody's got to reach out to me, but hey, Tate, man, would you be interested in this? And Okay, you know what I'm saying? So, it, it's, that's, that's, it just, it, it sucks, man. It, it really does, like, because, you know, you got all these promotions, and, and, you know, unfortunately, these guys really use certain people, and those people are the ones that just keep and it does, man. It really does. It's hard to break into this business. But if you keep on doing it, eventually it will happen. Yeah, I think that's what I was, that's what I was going to say is people respect it about you because you just showed up all the time. You went to the gym, you learned how to wrap hands, and you just you showed your face around everywhere. When you do that consistently, uh, eventually everyone's going to go, who the fuck is this guy, dude? Like, all right, give him a shot. Why not? And it seems like that played out for you. I always feel like success is, is there some luck involved? Sure. But it's mostly um hard work put into opportunity meeting that luck and then when you get that combined it's just you're unstoppable man and it seems like that worked out for you big time man when when you put in all that work and then someone is gracious enough to give you a shot man it's like i mean i've been you're not even nervous anymore man you're just fucking excited you know what i'm saying oh bro no i I, like i said i still get nervous man like (laughs) i like i'm not gonna sit here and pretend like bro i'll be like I'm nervous the first fight, but like, bro, like I will, oh my God, man, I'm afraid I'm going to trip over that thing and waste <laughs> everything. I, bro, I'm like, oh, what if I don't do this? And Like, bro, it, whew, like, man, it, it really is. Like, I mean, it's fun. I love it, but bro, like when I wrap someone's hands, man, I'm watching to see it when they punch, like, oh my God, is he, like it, thank God for Rudy and those guys for that distraction. Cause I'm going to be honest with you, bro. I would go crazy sitting there looking and all that stuff, but man, it, 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 it really is like, I, and that's the best part about it. Like I still enjoy that excitement, you know, like the nerves and, and getting that call and be like, all right, man, we're about to work, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but it's still fun, man. I like, I, but again, like I said, it's just, it's a great profession, man. It's just, it, it only sucks that there's not like a thousand cut men because there's so many people that want to do it. Yeah, man. Hey, survival of the fittest, man. Fuck it, man. The best of the best are the ones that make it, and you're and you're the best. You're one of the best, dog. It is what it is. Um, I appreciate you. Hell yeah, man. Uh, let's get some uh, fight predictions for you, man. What do you think about uh, two seventy one and two seventy two, man? Those are our next two fights. Um. See, and that's bro. Like you gotta understand. Like, I just don't. It's like the Super Bowl. Like we can talk about who you have to get in the Super Bowl. Like. 
well, if the Bengals show up, they're going to win. If the Rams show up, they – like, I don't – I suck at that. Like, because <laughs> don't ever have me pick because I just, like – I just, man, I honestly, I just don't – I don't know. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not in there, and I'm like, I, I just know we're going to be thoroughly entertained. That's what I can honestly tell people. If anybody asks me what you think, bro, you're going to have a great time from Buffer to the Ring Girls to just seeing the show, bro. Like, the show is – I made like seen hundreds of them and every one of them still like still going to the arena take pictures bro been to the staples center been to madison square garden every time you go in there i'm like <laughs> like you know what i'm saying so like I, I suck at the prediction things because i just i don't know like i really don't like i mean and then i don't want to be like well i want this guy and i like this guy and then i you know like i don't i just like man i just know you'll be thoroughly entertained and then like I know these fighters are going to show up to do their best. And then at that point, man, it, it's, but I could be like, oh, such such is going to win. And then next thing you know, I'm like, Ooh, didn't see that one coming. Like, you know, like I'm, I'm the worst at picking fights. Like I <laughs> suck at it, suck at it. Cause I'm like, yeah, this person's never going to lose. Huh? Didn't see that one happen. Okay. So that's another reason why I don't get into the sport like that. Like, you know, as far as like, because I get so excited. You know, like, I just I just enjoy watching the sport, bro. I suck at everything. But I love the champions. I love these fights they have, man. Because these guys that are fighting are great guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the thing that you people, like, lose, lose a little bit. These are great guys, bro. These are guys that I've met that I've shaken hands with. They're like, yo, Tate, what's up? Like, these are guys that if I saw them out, they would invite me to sit down and eat dinner with them. You know, so it sucks when I have to go, I think this guy's going to beat this guy. Like, that's why I really, like, I stay away from that because I see these guys from a different light. I don't see them as combatants. I see them as, like, oh, this is my guy. I'm cool with this guy. You know, like, oh, I'm cool with this guy. Like, everybody thinks this guy's a dick. Man, he's cool to me. Like, <laughs> you know, and, and like I said, and that's, that's me. Like, bro, like, you might have a bad experience with someone, but I'm just like, well, my experience wasn't bad, so I really don't have anything to say about that. You know, like, I'll get questions about uh, other promotions where Cutman messed up. Or they'll be like, oh, man, that dude did that. And I'm like, bro, I wasn't there. Like, I wasn't there. You know, so I'm not going to sit there, oh, well, they did this and this. Like, bro, yeah, like, I wasn't there, man. I don't know what that person was doing. Maybe they thought something worked and they didn't. You know, and, and, and I'm not without fault. Bro, like, I went in there and completely miss something like i'm like got the inswell over here and the guys I, i'm like Ooh. and then of course rudy's like hey dumbass that's the other eye you know or, or i went in there and worked on a cut that was very minor that had no effect on the fight and the guys i was swelling shut so you know like i like when rudy will critique me or house to my peers but like to sit there and bash somebody and when i wasn't there I just, that's not my way, man. Like, it's just not. And, and that sucks because I get asked questions like that. I'm like, man, what, what was this person thinking? I wasn't there. Man, this ref sucks, man. I don't know what he was looking at, bro. Do you understand how hard that job was? I don't know what he was doing. Now, when I'm with you and we're not on air or whatever, I'll be like, <laughs> you know, but, but, you know, but like for me to bash someone publicly, man, I'm just, that's, I've never been about that, man. So, and I'm sorry because that that sucks when people are like, "Hey, what do you think?" I'm like, because at the end of the day, I consider these people my friends, and then I have to look at them and be like, "Hey, man, you said this." Like, Ooh, shit, 
Did I say that? But man, you know, I was like, nah, bro. I was just nah. bullshitting. I don't yeah, like, oh man, like, yo, man, fuck that, man. You said that guy was gonna beat me. <gasps> so that's why I'm like, mm, no, you ain't gonna get me with that one. <laughs> you well, know. Well, Brad, Tay, I gotta tell you, man, your take on uh on you being a cut man is refreshing, man. I'll, I'll tell you that, dude. It's it's uh it's really cool to meet people in the business who uh truly do love what they're doing, man. It, it's uh, it, it you can see it through the screen, dude. I'm telling you, you can see it through the screen. The fans love it, and believe it or not, you are a big part of the UFC, man. I every fight, you know, every time I'm watching fights, we see Rudy, we see you, and it's it's nice to see that consistency. It really is, man. You see the fighters embrace you, see the fans embrace you, and uh, dude, I'm glad you stopped in, man. I promise you, uh, 30 to 45 minutes. I don't want to take up too much of your time, and that's what we did, brother. Bro, it was a pre- it was a pleasure, bro. Thank you so much, man. Hey, listen, you got me. Hit me up anytime, man. Let's link up. Let's do breakfast whenever. Like, I, I, bro, you're great people. So, anytime we can talk shop, man. Please, like, invite me. Do whatever, bro. Call me. Hit me up. Facetime me. I'm I, whatever. I appreciate the communication. I appreciate the friendship. Fuck yeah, man. Same here, dude. We'll get some breakfast. Uh, two seventy two in Vegas. I'll give you a call. We'll do breakfast that fight. All right, brother. I'll be there. All right, man. Take care of yourself. All right. All right, bye, brother. All right, peace. And there it is, ladies and gentlemen, our interview with UFC Cutman, Brad Tate. Thanks a lot for coming on the show, Brad. This shit was awesome, dude. I can't wait for UFC 272, so we're going to have breakfast again and talk shit about Rudy. Fucking beautiful time for me. And um, for all of you Brad Tate fans out there, I put his social media in the podcast description. And if you want to find out more, maybe we'll bring him back on the podcast. Who knows? But in the meantime, tune into all the UFC fights and you'll see Brad doing his thing. Go to our Instagram at AlternateTakeDR and see all the crazy shit we do. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. I'll see you guys later. Peace.